That's a beautiful reminder of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ to be able to live with him in his home forevermore. Thank you for being here tonight. We're glad you've joined us for this Wednesday night prayer service. And we pray that you feel God's presence tonight as we worship him, as we pray, and as we sing praises to him. We are especially happy for those of you who joined us by live stream or Facebook Live. Thank you. Uh, and we pray also that you feel God's presence as we worship together. Tonight we're going to begin by singing together, Shine, Jesus, Shine. Would you stand and join as we sing?
we continue. these words, your eyes will see the king in his beauty. Fairest Lord Jesus, you join as we sing.
beautiful singing. Thank you so much. May we pray together. God, thank you for your faithfulness to us. And Lord, thank you that we can come and worship you and celebrate that Jesus is alive, that we can celebrate the hope that we as Christians or those, I pray, longing to know Christ can have when we know Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. Lord, we just pray tonight that your Holy Spirit would not only be present in this place, but for those watching, wherever they might be, both uh, locally and, and maybe those around the state or in, even in other states, Lord, that, that whatever's going on right now in their lives, they might feel your presence and understand your promise that you promised to be with us always. So, Father, we love you, we praise you, we glorify your holy name. Just draw us closer to you this night, and we'll give you all the glory in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Again, I'm so thankful that you're here. I welcome you and welcome those who are watching on live stream and Facebook Live. I'm so thankful when we can come together and we can worship and and see one another and, and to encourage one another. And so thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight. For the last several weeks, we've been going through a series on how to pray. Now, most folks as Christians have been praying probably for many, many years, but it's possible that you have not been praying as faithfully or, or maybe you've gotten in a spiritual rut or drought and you've not prayed as faithfully as God would have us to. And so I'm so thankful tonight that we can continue to talk about prayer and the importance of prayer. And we've been looking specifically at a book, How to Pray, Growing an Intimate Relationship or Developing an Intimate Relationship with God. We've been using this as a partner along with God's Word as we've looked at the importance of praying and how to pray. And tonight I want to talk just for a few moments about the importance of us praying for other people. And uh, this is called intercessory prayer. If you pray for someone else, you are an intercessor. When we pray for someone that's in need or someone that's troubled or someone that that maybe is searching for God's will in their lives, and we pray on their behalf, then we are praying an intercessory prayer. And I think it's one of the highest callings that we as Christians have when we can grow enough in our faith where it's not all about us, but when we can pray for other people. And I know many of you, if you have children or loved ones or, or those that um, you're close to, there's no doubt you've prayed probably for your children, for your family, for your spouses, or, or for uh, family members through the years. But it's so important that we pray and we plead or offer petition on their behalf. And when we have intercessory prayer, it's not focused on us is focused on others. 
And I've even met with people before, maybe you've uh, thought this yourself, I've met with them, this is on a separate note, that maybe you've never even felt comfortable to pray for yourself. You felt that it's easier to pray for other people and not pray for you. But I want to tell you, it's okay to pray for yourself. I think God wants us to pray. You know, even the prayer of Jabez, he began, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. But right now, tonight, we're talking about how we can pray for others. It's standing in the gap between a holy God and a person's need. And there are two insights that I want to share that helps us to be an effective intercessor. The first one is that we would pray for people specifically. We would pray specifically. Now, what do I mean by that? We don't pray just, Lord, help them. Lord, bless them. That's okay. I mean, we want to pray, but don't you feel that our prayers are more effective when we can pray specifically for what's going on in a person's life? How can I pray specifically for you this week? And that's a question you could ask your loved one. For example, what if you had a child that came up to you if you're a parent and they said, I, I need... I need help with all my needs. Just pray for all my needs. And then they're out the door. And you're like, what, what are those needs? It's more beneficial if we can specifically say what all our needs are. And then we can pray specifically for those needs. I want to give you an example. Years ago, when I was going through a season in my life where brokenhearted, not knowing what God wanted me to do with my life and searching a, a time where I'm searching for God's will. Um, I, I just didn't even feel like praying. And I've shared this in a Sunday message before. But when I was going through that time, I, I remember being at my mom and dad's house and I went into the bathroom and in the trash can that was next to the sink, there was a prayer that my mom had written. I guess she had already lifted up to the Lord, and it was there in the, in the trash can. She had written, and I picked it up, and I read it, and I wept as my mom specifically had prayed for me in all these different areas of my life. And it touched my heart that my mom was interceding or praying on my behalf and I think that's a beautiful thing when we as Christians can pray specifically, certainly for our own needs, but we're talking about how we can pray specifically, just like when I challenged you to, to go to your neighbors, whether it be in person or through an email or through a card, but to say, how can I pray specifically for you? And as folks began to say all these different ways for my children or for a spouse for my child or for my uh, family member that's in a nursing home or for a loved one or for my loneliness or for a financial need. It's more effective when we can pray specifically when we pray for someone, but then also to pray biblically. One of the most effective ways to pray for others is to pray specific Bible passages for someone. Now, I want to give you an example I was just sharing uh, with the Jacksons a while ago. It's been a beautiful day today, weather-wise. 
And uh, so I left the office this afternoon. I ran home, made a quick change, and I went running in my neighborhood. It was such a beautiful day. Met, met several people out walking and uh, jogging or walking their dogs. And, and, uh, and I've told you many times, I pray the whole time when I'm running. And when I'm praying, I pray specifically for my family, for many of you, for our church. But as I pray for my children, most of the time I will pray a scripture into them or over them. For example, I'm going to give you a couple of examples. I'll pray for my son Isaiah that he would grow in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. I pray that specifically and biblically, that passage over my son. He thought uh, for the longest time he was not going to grow in stature. And now he's taller than dad and he's continuing to grow. But, you know, I'm never going to grow. I'm always going to be the smallest on the team. And then here he is now he's growing but I pray that, that he would grow in wisdom and in stature. With my daughter Sophie, many times I prayed the fruits of the Spirit, that God would give her love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I've, I've prayed that for her. For Aunt Catherine, I've prayed many different. You're here tonight, Aunt Catherine, so. But I prayed for you. Sometimes I know she's a... She's a deep thinker, and she lets things get to her, and so I'll pray that prayer that, and that scripture many of us say often out of Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. But it's not always those scriptures, but I pray those scriptures, and I challenge you tonight to pray specifically for others and to pray a, a, a scripture into their lives. And I pray tonight that we would pray the word of God into the lives of other people. Ask God to give you a verse that he may want you to pray for them. So how do we pray for one another well, there's a passage found in Colossians, and I believe we're going to have this on the screen for you, but there's a passage in Colossians where Paul is praying for the church at Colossia, and uh, remember that there were folks trying to teach false teaching of Gnosticism, and, and it basically, among other things, taught that you had to have a special knowledge to gain salvation. And, uh, and Paul was obviously refuting that, but he also tried to uh, teach them uh, how to live for Christ. But beginning with verse 9, he said, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. So he was Pray an intercessory prayer. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, 
growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people and the kingdom of light. So when we read these verses, the first way that he prayed, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will. So we should pray for people to be filled with God's will. And we've talked about this during this series. Don't we want God's will to be done in our spouse, in our child, your grandchildren, your, your closest friend, your coworker, your neighbor? We pray that they would be filled with God's will. And when somebody's filled with God's will, it will be in line with God's word. And so I've been praying uh, on behalf of our country uh, a lot more in recent days and for this election that's still, uh, results are still coming in. But you know what I've prayed? God, that your will would be done. Not my will, your will be done. And I want to remind you what I challenged you on Sunday if you worshiped with us, that regardless of what happens and as the results come in, that we would have the right heart and the right spirit that we would help others by encouraging people because there is such a divide in our country. And what was the third thing? That we would hold firmly to our faith. And I believe God has a way of working all things out for our good and for his glory. But when we pray for God's will, it's not my will, our will, but God's will to be done. So if we could pray that someone would be filled with God's will. And then a verse that we've shared on these Wednesday nights, and you say, well, I don't know, I don't even know how to pray. I'm so, you know, just overwhelmed with all the craziness that's been going on and, you know, can't, can't have anything normal, haven't seen loved ones, I can't do that, can't do that. Um, school's in, school's out, school might be back out. I mean, you know, everybody don't even know how to pray. Well. Paul said this in Romans chapter 8, 26 and 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So when we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit intercedes, goes to the Lord on our behalf, knowing our need, knowing our trouble, knowing our circumstance, knowing our doubt, knowing our fear, knowing our restlessness, knowing our confusion, knowing our lostness, knowing our pride, knowing our guilt, knowing our sin. The Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf, searches our hearts. Lord, as we said Sunday, as David prayed, Lord, if there is any offensive way in me, 
lead me in the way that's everlasting. So I'm so thankful that even when we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit speaks on our behalf, intercedes on our behalf. But we can pray that people would be filled with God's will, but another way we can pray is that they would walk in God's ways. If you would, again, look in our scripture passage uh, when he uh, shared out of Colossians, he said, we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and the understanding that the Spirit gives. There's the Holy Spirit that helps us know what God's will is. It says, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. I'm sure sometimes my children get tired of hearing me when sometimes we might have an intense moment of fellowship in the Lester home. Um, it's usually with Kel Kelly and the kids, not with me, but I'm, I'm kidding. I'm glad I can't see her facial expression right now, but you know what I often say? And you know why I say it? Because my mom and dad would say it to my brothers and me. Do you think God is pleased with how you're acting right now? Do you think God is pleased? Is he being glorified with how you're acting? Boy, if that doesn't stop you in your tracks to say, well, that, that is a spiritual gut check that am I living a life in such a way that I'm glorifying God? Am I pleasing God with how I'm acting? But the way we please him is to live a life worthy of the Lord. So to live worthily in such a way that I'm bringing glory and honor to him. Are my neighbors seeing the love of Christ to me? Am I bringing him glory by how my, my co-workers? Is it worthy of the Lord? Are my family, my children, my grandchildren, my, my spouse, are we walking in God's way worthily to please him? But not only worthily, it says bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, growing in the knowledge of God. So we also walk in God's way by being fruitful. A faithful Christian is a fruitful Christian. We don't just stop at children's church and the development of our prayer lives or in Sunday school, and we never grow in our prayer lives. We never grow in, in our relationship with God but that we would learn to be fruitful, that the fruits of the Spirit that I mentioned a moment ago would be a manifest in our lives and that people might see the fruits of the Spirit living inside of us. Being strengthened, in verse 11, with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. So again, we grow in maturity. We grow in maturity, and uh, I don't know about you, but I pray that I'm growing in my relationship with the Lord until he returns or until I go to be with him, that we're growing every day, like that bumper sticker um, that one of our church members made years ago when I used it in a message, Christian under construction, that we are constantly building, tearing out the, the impurities and the 
worldly things and the sin that gets in the way and that we're living in such a way that we're growing, building to be more like Christ. But then it says, lastly, we pray for other people, praying that they would be strengthened in God's power. Pray that they would experience God's power in their lives. And I really just read a couple of verses, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. Being strengthened with all power. How do we make it through each day? It's only through the power of God, through his spirit's power, through his great. That's how we make it through each day. And we pray that for our loved ones, that they would have the power of God. And I don't want to keep um, sharing my own personal, but as an example, when I do pray for them, and I've shared this a few weeks ago, when I do pray for my children, that they would be blessed with purpose and peace and prosperity and joy and love and strength and power from God that they would have the power of God to stand firm against any opposition from anything this world throws at them, that they would stand in power. We should be strengthened in power. And this comes from being steadfast. Verse 11, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance. That's faithfulness. So we're going to keep on keeping on and patience how many of us grow impatient i mean we've all i think god's had to teach all of us through the season we've gone through patience hadn't he i mean we are so ready to move on and get back to business as usual but god no doubt as i was sharing with some folks before the service can take what the devil intended for harm and he can turn it into good and he can be glorified through any crisis, through any situation that God can bring good from it. So I pray that we'd be strengthened by having patience. Now this is important. Verse 12, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people and the kingdom of light, and giving joyful thanks to the Father. One of the greatest ways we could pray for people is that we would pray that they would have a thankful, grateful heart. We all need that. But to have a grateful, joyful, thankful heart, no matter what's going on around us, to find the good, to be thankful, I think, uh, we're living in a day and time where, you know, a lot of people, and we all maybe have been guilty at times, we've taken for granted everything God has done for us. And we have the entitlement attitude. And, you know, we, we deserve this and we deserve that. And if I don't get this, I'm going to throw a fit. If I don't get that, I'm going to get... We all should have a heart of gratitude and thanks for everything as God has given us. I've told you over and over, if God never answered another prayer, he's already done enough for us when he sent Jesus to save us, when he died on the cross. We should eternally be grateful for everything God has given us. So tonight, I want to challenge you, all of us, to be people of intercessory prayer 
for our families, for our loved ones, for our neighbors, our classmates, for our, our leaders, for our nation, for so many that we would pray for them. That's what God would have us to do. If we're where we need to be in our faith, we're going to pray for others and not just always about us. But in saying that, we're going to uh, enter into a, a time of, of prayer and uh, we have so many concerns. I want to tell you, I, I shared with the, the ladies in the office today, um, I was sharing that uh, I've gone back and forth through these virtual services. And what I mean, I've gone back and forth. At the beginning, I didn't feel comfortable to share names because I knew they went out everywhere and I didn't know if people wanted their name out for everyone virtually watching so I wouldn't pray specifically and then I would feel like well I know that they're going through this when they need but so I and then I would share somebody's name and so I don't know what's right or what's wrong I just know there are a lot of people that need prayer and so whether we pray for them specifically by name here in front of everyone if you're on our church email list you get the prayer uh, sheet and the prayer request so you can pray for them specifically because I thought some people might say well I don't want want everybody knowing you know but I, I feel comfortable that I can share a couple of these requests by name because uh, they need our prayer but um, we lost two of our members uh, this week Pauline Martin who was 98 years old um, had not been able to be here for many, many years, but I ask that you pray for her family and her passing. And then I just got word that uh, Larry Depp, who some of you may remember, passed away. Uh, Larry had not been in good health for quite some time, but he passed away, and his funeral uh, will be Friday down at Herod Brothers at 11. But just Keep the Martin family and the Depp family in your prayers as they've lost uh, loved ones. And then we have a series of names, which I won't go over all of them, but we have many folks on our prayer list that we need to pray for. And, and like I said, we continue to pray for our country, for our leaders, uh, for whomever uh, the president will be, and, and all those in office that uh, they need our prayers, and we as Christians have the responsibility of praying for them. That's, that's what God's Word tells us. Whether you voted for them or not, whether you agree with everything they stand for, but we pray for them. I've often said to you, if you want a better pastor, pray for the one you have. You want a better spouse, pray for the one you have. You want a better child, pray for the one you have. I think we only help the cause when we pray for people. And so let's, let's pray at this time together. Father, we humble ourselves in your sight, and uh, we thank you for being an awesome, powerful, mighty God. And Lord, tonight, I know, first of all, we are so thankful for our salvation through Jesus Christ. Lord, that if you never answered another prayer, 
that you have already done enough for us when you sent Jesus to die on the cross. We are eternally grateful for the hope we have in Christ. Thank you, O oh God. And Lord, tonight we come to you with not only thanksgiving, but so many needs and requests. Father, I pray for the Martin family and the Depp family and and their losses, that you would comfort them and strengthen them and help them as it's very difficult to even have services during this difficult time. And so help them, God, I pray, and comfort them and help us, Lord, to, to reach out to them in love and, and Christian uh, fellowship. And Lord, I, I pray for many others on our prayer list. We have folks who are battling this virus. Lord, would you anoint them with your Holy Spirit and heal them and strengthen them, bring them safely through and bless their families, Lord, that maybe are unable to be with them right now, that they would feel your love and your presence. Father, we pray for others that are recovering from surgeries and or maybe facing another surgery, God, that you would bring them healing and, and strength, God, because we know you are the great healer and the great physician. Lord, I, I pray for our country tonight. Father, we're so divided. And uh, Lord, I pray that, again, that your will would be done through this election, and, and Lord, that whoever is in office, that we as Christians would do our part in praying for our leaders. And Lord, that if there's anything in me or us that, that is not pleasing to you, I pray that our hearts would be right, that we would encourage people and not speak negatively or discouraging words, but uplifting and and uh, encouraging words, and Lord, that we would hold to our faith because, Father, through times of, of uh, crisis or through times of division, it's a, it's a time for us to hold firmly to our faith and to grow in our relationship with you. So, Father, we just ask that you would bring great revival and great spiritual awakening in our land and healing to our country and forgive me and forgive us, God, for all the many times we've disobeyed your word and we've done things our way instead of walking in your ways. Lord, I pray if there's anyone in this sanctuary or anyone watching tonight that's never given their heart and life to Jesus, that even tonight someone might come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that they might confess their sin because all of us are sinners, that they would ask you to forgive them. You tell us if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just, and you will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us or purify us from all unrighteousness. Lord, I pray that someone might repent from their old ways and walk in newness of life, and Lord, that they might receive your mercy and grace, and Lord, that they might follow through with this commitment by uh, joining this church or, or the church where they attend, and 
Lord, that they would follow through with believers' baptism and, and begin this new journey of living for Jesus. Oh, God, I pray that people would come to know you, especially tonight. Father, as I shared with some folks before the service, there seemed to be a more urgency um, for people to come to Christ at the beginning of this crisis and pandemic. But Lord, now folks have gotten settled into everything that's going on and maybe they've lost that urgency or that desire. I pray, oh God, that if there was ever a time to get our spiritual lives in order, our houses, spiritual houses in order, it would be now. And open people's spiritual lives and open their, their hearts that they would receive you, God, as Savior and Lord. And Father, I pray for this church and pray for this staff and pray for all of our members and folks that have been visiting or worshiping with us. Father, this has been such a difficult time for all of us, and we have done our best, Lord, to, to minister to people during a, a crisis and to do our best to try to keep people safe. And, and we would all agree we don't like how we have to do things, but Lord, I'm so grateful that we love people enough that we are doing our best to try to protect them and to keep them safe while still worshiping you. And so, God, I pray that this church will continue to move forward in faith, and, Lord, that you're going to continue to bring people in to know Jesus, and, and Lord, that families are going to come to Christ, and, and, Lord, that you're going to raise up a children's minister for us that, uh, Father, will be able to plant seeds of faith and help grow our children into uh, mature Christians one day. And so, Father, we know you're in control, and we pray for this virus to end and that there would be a, a safe vaccine. And, and Lord, that uh, we can um, get back to more normal uh, things like children going to school and uh, people coming to church and people being able to embrace one another and and kiss their loved ones and to be together. Oh, God, help us. We need you. And I pray, God, that we would humble ourselves and cry out to you, and you would bring healing to all of us and healing to our land. So, Father, we just ask now that you would bless each one that's here tonight and everyone watching. Lord, I pray for each one, and and Lord, when I know their need, I pray specifically. And Lord, I pray that we would all be more bold in asking people how we can pray for them so we can pray not generally but specifically. And we pray, uh, Father, that your will would be done in each of these situations. We'll just give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for your faithfulness, God. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want to thank you all so much for, for being here tonight and allowing the Spirit of God to be in this place. I always love uh, seeing you, and, and I miss others of you who have not felt comfortable to come back, and so many of you have shared your reasons why 
And please know I miss all of you, and I pray that soon we would be able to, to get back to more normal circumstances, uh, whatever that's going to look like. But I am grateful for what we are doing and able to worship together. And I'm going to invite you after we sing a closing song, if you, if you feel led to, join me as we're going to pray over this sanctuary that the Holy Spirit would anoint it for Sunday and then um, ask that God would anoint the live stream and Facebook, wherever people are worshiping, that they would feel the presence of the Lord. But at this time, we're going to close uh, with the song. Is Bill here to lead us? Bill, are you here? What is it, Lori? I think I can do that. Lord, prepare me to be a